Lantern Podcast, Episode 8, Thinking Outside the Box and Getting Creative with Your Creative Small Business with Stacey Bloomfield. In this episode, I get to chat in depth with Stacey Bloomfield about running a creative small business during a pandemic. We have absolutely pivoted towards things that you can do at home. The importance of being open to new ideas and avenues for your business. There's nothing like invention <laughs> coming together whenever like you're under pressure and why generosity is so important during this time. I think no matter how big or how small your online community is, think of how you can do a big give right now. Give more than you get. Welcome to Lantern, the podcast where we shine a light on making it as a maker. I'm your host, Julianne Steedman professional artist, mentor, and champion for makers. The Lantern Podcast explores what it takes to be a maker, someone who creates beauty with their hands. We delve into how to create in a way that is sustainable and authentic, and dig deep into how to take your making and turn it into a successful creative business. Today, I am so, so happy to have Stacey Bloomfield on the podcast. Stacey is an amazing artist and kind of a serial entrepreneur. This woman has got ideas. She runs Gingerbread, a stationery and art brand with a retail shop. She is the author of two books. She's a designer and she licenses her work. And she runs workshops and retreats. Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm leaving things out. Like for real, she's a wonder woman. I've gotten to know Stacy over the past few months while we've been in a mastermind together, and I feel lucky to call her a friend. She's an absolute star when it comes to knowledge about creative business, and she has the most honest and friendly vibe. You'll see what I mean. So, can you tell us a bit about your business? Yes. I run an illustration and stationery company called Gingerbur. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up on year 11 wow. of owning Gingerbur, which is crazy. I'll have a huge online birthday celebration maybe Mm -hmm. uh, next month. And essentially, I started out making nursery products and nursery art and eventually transitioned into gift items and stationary items that were for the young and young at heart. That's what we first kind of taglined ourselves. Yep. Yeah. And I have kind of shifted focus a little bit over the past two years focusing on making artwork that encourages and inspires creativity. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we're sitting right now. That's our sweet spot with our messaging. I love the, the, I find it really inspiring, all of the the artwork you have right now. It's just, it's lovely. So do you sell most of your work in your store or what kind of outlets? Where do you sell your work? So I have several revenue streams, which is great but a lot to balance so wholesale is where you sell you know to other stores Mm -hmm. and that makes up about 60 percent of our revenue and then i sell on my own website gingerbread.com and that Mm -hmm. makes up about 30 percent and then the other 30 percent is art licensing and workshops that i teach Mm -hmm. and anytime i'll sometimes i'll travel and do speaking engagements. And this year, we're launching into online teaching. So I I don't really know yet what that's going to look like for our mix. But this is our first year of doing online workshops. And I'm launching a big online art licensing eight week e course over the summer. Yep. So we're we're just kind of expanding. No kidding. You've got it sounds like you've got so many awesome things on the go. 
Thank you. So how have you found the last few weeks the big change with the coronavirus and what has it meant for your business? Oh, it's been <laughs> exhausting. I'm, I've, I mean, I, I'm a hard worker. I love to work. Like it's something that I find a lot of pride in, in and kind of put a lot of my identity in how much I like, I love work, mm-hmm. but like I've been working so much to try to make up for the lost income mm-hmm. that like, I'm just, I'm just about slap happy. I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with all the retailers needing to close, which makes perfect sense because of, you know, COVID-19, yep. um, that means that our 60% of our revenue stopped overnight. And, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of momentum going into this year with our wholesale business. And we were expecting to have some really big growth going into Q2 and Q- Q3. Yeah. But this has meant that like an entire quarter's worth of revenue has completely dried up. So it's not been great, but we're pretty fortunate, I guess, because we do have that direct-to-customer business. Yep. And I have a and I have a really engaged online social media following. Mm-hmm. So um, our direct customer sales are up 400% right now. Wow. I've seen that you guys, you've done like loads of amazing kits and things, like especially because everyone is at home. Oh, yeah. We have absolutely pivoted towards things that you can do at home. So we have lots of gift items, but we also have an in-person workshop that's closed right now where we were teaching classes. So Mm -hmm. we gathered up all the supplies that we had and we put together on a whim some embroidery kits. Mm -hmm. I have... And I have a background where I released an embroidery pattern book about two years ago, just for fun with my illustrations on it. And just I'm a mode of fabric, just <laughs> for fun, just for kicks. Uh, yeah, and it's been great, honestly, um, that whole project. But I'm also a mode of fabrics designer. So I have a I'm really like in touch with kind of the maker and sewing community. And I was like, I need to cater to that audience. So we put together a bunch of kits and they sold out like immediately. Wow. So we started ordering supplies to put together kits, but everyone's just back ordered mm. with all of their inventory. But we, and then wholesale has been completely dry for us, except for these kits. All of a sudden, retailers who have pivoted online as well. Yep. And they see the need for making things at home. They're like, can we get some kits? So thank goodness we came up with embroidery kits and we've been, um, kind of dabbling with the idea prior to this about getting real kits together, but there's nothing like invention yeah. <laughs> coming together ne- whenever necessity, like, yeah. you're under pressure. <laughs> yeah, necessity. And uh, we've done things like that. We launched a, an online pen pal program, which went over like gangbusters. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, here's what happened. We had just landed a huge wholesale order prior to this happening with a big retailer and we placed an order for a ton of greeting cards. Mm-hmm. And then they canceled the order because of what happened. But we'd already ordered all the cards. So oh, we gosh. were just sitting. Oh, yeah. We were just sitting on cards. And the invoice was about to come due. Because we still have to pay our invoices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I just thought, you know what? I'm sitting on a ton of cards. I'm going to launch a really quick pen pal program. And on a whim, I, I grabbed an old illustration of someone holding a letter. And I threw it on Instagram. And we had almost 300 people sign up. Wow. And uh, it was a lot of learning as we go. So if we ever do it again, I'll have it a little bit more organized on the front end. (laughs) But I mean, that was just like such a great little infusion of cash that we needed. Yeah. And it's just been a lot of that. It's like my my teams, I have employees who work for me and they're all just like, Stacy, slow down. Like (laughs) you can't keep up with all the things you're launching. And I'm like, no, we have to. We have to do this because we have to keep money coming in. Yeah. I mean, we have 
I don't know. We're lucky, though. Like I said, I haven't had to lay anyone off. I thought at first I was going to have to let people go. Mm-hmm. But we've been able to maintain hours for our entire staff because wow. of how busy our online sales have been. Yeah. But, you know, that's all relative. You know, busy for me, online sales might not be busy for someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah, totally. It just just depends. But, but yeah. If it's working for your business and you're thinking outside the box has meant that you can sustain your business and all of your employees that's a win oh it's such a win I mean for the I think for the first two weeks when everything was going down I was in shock I you know every day we'd get a new email from a retailer canceling an order canceling an order and we had a couple that were really large that were about to go out the door when this happened and you know at first we were like why didn't we work a little faster and get those out the door so they couldn't have canceled them yeah (laughs) But, but you know we you can't predict what's going to happen. So no. we're we're hoping that when everything settles down again, whenever that is, that, that you know, our retailers will be able to order from us again. Yeah. And we're hopefully going to be waiting for them. You know, we have been able to maintain operations. Um, we've been real slick about it. We only have one person in the studio at a time. Yep. Um, one person's working entirely from home. I'm working entirely from home. Actually, a lot of my people are from home. Only two people are going in the studio and they're rotating and they're each using different entrances oh, wow. and exits and they're mm-hmm. each only touching certain parts of the studio. And <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're scrappy, man. We're super scrappy. So has there been anything that you have found surprising over the last few weeks? Oh, well, I was surprised how much people showed up for us and purchased from us. That's wonderful. So your community has really been there. It's been nuts. And actually through this entire pro this situation, I've kind of leaned into creating online community on accident. So um, on a whim. So here's something that surprised me. I used to send sporadic newsletters like a couple times a month, you know, Mm -hmm. without a lot of growth on my, my newsletter list, you know, and then on a whim, I was like, what can I provide right now? without a lot of extra effort that will encourage people in my creative community. So on a whim, I came up with the idea of emailing daily doses of creativity. I mean, every day, Monday through Friday, sitting out to my entire year. And I'm not coming up with DIYs. I'm literally picking things that I love that inspire me. And I'm just resharing them with, with credit, you know? And in that, like at the beginning, I'm like, hi, welcome to the daily dose of creativity email. If you don't want the daily dose of creativity email, click here to mute these emails and only receive our regular weekly updates. So Mm -hmm. right away, I'm trying to provide a way for existing people to not have to see them if they don't want to. Yeah, that's great. And then I have an opportunity to share about all the things we're doing at Gingerbur. I kind of just, I had, you know, one, two, three things happening at Gingerbur. And then I share the daily dose of creativity. And then I end it with a quote from a favorite creative. And then I send it. And I just on a whim came up with the idea and we're adding 100 people to our newsletter subscribers every day because of this. Wow. And I'm getting emails every day from people thanking me for these emails, that they just encourage them, Yeah. that it they look forward to them. And I'm shocked, frankly. So then we created a Facebook community where we linked to it in that group, and we called it Create and Grow with Gingerbread. And yeah. every day, people are joining this online community, and all we do is talk about creativity. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not so like that is shocking that something so lovely has come out of such a horrible time. But that's a lovely way to connect with people. And I think right now that's what we all need, that connection. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we all need connection. We're all sitting at home mm-hmm. uh, just 
trying to get by and I don't know that I think those have been two like good surprising things that have come from this mm-hmm. um I'm really sad though about what's happened to so many of my friends in the creative community and so many of my small business owners I don't know if they're going to be able to rebound and you know you just wish you could do more I ran a fundraiser where we raised about $1,500 for our local food bank by yep. selling a shirt that says stay home. I I drew that real quickly and I put it on a fundraiser website called Bonfire. And I just got the money today from that. So I'm going to be able to donate on Monday to my local food bank. And That's I'm really wonderful. excited. Yeah. So like, gosh, community, online yeah. community just coming together. That is. <laughs> like, That's great. Yeah. So do you think any of these changes are going to affect the way that you run your business? over the next few years? Yes. So I was already in a place of thinking about like long-term where I want to go with Gingerbread and what I want to do. Yeah. And some things were already in motion that I'm just going to lean into, I guess you could say. So um, I've been doing this for 11 years, you know, and I want to keep doing this, but mm-hmm. I'm tired. I have three kids, you know, I have a lot of dreams that I still want to, see come true. And I just can't do all the things. So I had already started hiring more people to help me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help me get things going. And I'll tell you what, I've been leaning on them a lot during this transition. And it's helped me to really get better at delegating. That's good. And yeah. uh, being really decisive about things instead of just saying, Oh, I can do this myself. Like mm. it's forced me to really, I mean, down to like the tiniest things, just really drill down who's doing what, you yeah. know, so I'm going to keep that in place. We were already planning on launching um, online courses uh, of varying degrees, like online little embroidery workshops, one of which we launched today. And then like a, like I mentioned earlier, a longer term eight week art licensing class where I teach people how to make money from your art. Mm-hmm. And um, this kind of forced us to do it quicker. Yep. And so one of my employees and I, we both from our own homes filmed e-courses for the first time and got them together and launched them. And we're going to lean into that more as we grow. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to keep leaning into this, the creative community. I already had a book that was scheduled to come out in September and it's called Give Yourself Margin. Mm-hmm. And it's a book about finding, re, refinding your creative spark. So I guess there's this common thread of like encouraging and cultivating creativity right now Yeah. through all the things that we're doing. And I think whereas before I might've been focused on like product development and still wholesale matters and we're going to keep making great product there. But I think as I grow as a company and as a person, we're going to really lean into this cultivation of creativity and what we can do to serve our online community and what we can do to empower and teach other people to craft their own careers and craft craft the life that they want for themselves yeah yeah that sounds magical yeah I hope it is I I really I have this vision of what it could look like and it's funny how I was struggling before COVID-19 with figuring out how to grow my newsletter list like little trivial things right Mm -hmm. that you worry about before you know you have a pandemic yep oh how do I grow my newsletter list oh how do I get more people to like engage with my posts you know and yeah and then you get into crisis like this and you really are just shooting from the hip with what's instinctively easy for you yeah what's what's your natural gifting and if you lean into that I think people respond to it so I I don't know in some ways like under stress sometimes like 
that's whenever the neatest things are born. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and it also you, you kind of see where your strengths are because for you, definitely it's been thinking outside the box under pressure, right? Look at all the amazing ideas that you've come up with in a short period of time. Like that's, that's gotta be one of your superpowers right there. It, it probably is. I've always been really good at, at pivoting and it's mm-hmm. funny. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired and I've already planned on taking next week to where aside for one licensing job that I have to work on, I'm not going to do much of anything. I had a meeting yesterday with one of my employees and she's going to kind of fill in for me so I can rest. Cause I just, you have to rest mm-hmm. when you've been going as hard as I have. Anyone needs to rest. And I was like, I don't know what we're going to do in May. I'm, I'm all out of big ideas. And she's like, Stacy, you're going to try to rest for one day. You're going to come up with a million <laughs> new ideas. And then you're going to like come back and you're going to probably not even take your full week off. Like you said you were. And you're going to come up with all these like big ideas. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do that. I don't <laughs> she know. sounds like she um, knows you well. <laughs> uh, they they do. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm an interesting leader, I guess. <laughs> I you know, I, I work really hard. I'm very passionate about what I do. I think on my feet. Um, I ha- I'm a big idea person. And then it's the little details that kind of slow me down. Mm-hmm. So if anything, having a team where I have to lead forces me to slow down in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, it forces me to think through things. You know, I have to think of processes. So I launched the pen pal program. And then my team's like, uh, Stacy, what are we shipping? What are we doing? What's happening? And you know, I just slow down and <laughs> make yeah, it where logistics. it works for the whole team. Yeah, logistics. But yeah, I am. I am going to rest though. Uh, That's good. Just have to. So, do you have any advice yeah. for any for other creative businesses or creative business owners out there? I think no matter how big or how small your online community is, mm-hmm. think of how you can do a big give right now. Mm. give more than you get. Um, That's something that I struggled with for a long time with my business because I wanted the sale and I didn't really feel like I had anything to offer to give. Mm. I was like, I'm not a person who can like come up with lots of like DIYs or come up with recipes or, you know, commit to all these things that I see really inspiring people do, you know, like that's hard for me. And then what I realized even prior to COVID-19 is that the more you give, the more people kind of trust you as a company and a brand, Mm, you know? Um, And so like for me, the big give has been these weekly emails where I'm giving out like free resources, little, little bits of encouragement. And really it's not hard. If anything, um, I'm just kind of pointing people towards other makers who are doing great things, other, really great crafts and ideas and it's very easy for me to do and I'm finding that it's it's encouraging my community mm-hmm. and so whoever you are whatever you're doing find out what that big give can be right now and big for you easy for you but just give mm-hmm. and I think I think if anything it's just going to build more trust with your audience yeah. and I'm I'm feeling it big time right now um, so that's a big tip another tip is you know, now's a great time to think forward. Uh, if you're if you're finding that your business isn't like COVID-19 proof, you know, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> think about because not many people's are. Think about what you can do like during this time to set yourself up for success once things do reopen. Yeah. If you've ever had a dream of 
doing an online class, figure out how to do it. If you've ever wanted to teach on Skillshare, now's a great time to, to launch into that. I'm about to launch my first Skillshare class. I'm going to do that next week. And I'm very, I don't know, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't have a lot of expectations, but it's like, I've always wanted to do this, right? Yep. So now's the time. And if there's anything I've learned through being, um, like I'm in a mastermind group with you, so that's how yeah. we know each other. Yeah. And uh, I listen a lot to other people who are doing what I want to do. I've always been like really big on taking notes and studying the people who are living the lives that I'd like to live. Yeah, no, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, you can work like crazy. You can spin yourself into so many circles, but really you have to focus on like the one really big idea, you know? Yep. And that's probably, you know, the thing you got to fight right now is like, like maybe I'm not the best example. I'm doing a bunch of different things right now. I'm kind of throwing everything out there. But really and truly behind all of that, I have this bigger overarching goal of launching a big eight-week e-course that I'm really hoping can put my business in a whole different place financially and in terms of my personal security. And I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes for that. So what I'm saying is you can keep maintaining the things that you're doing right now if you need to. Uh, Maybe the business will come back after all this settles down. But if you've ever had a big dream of writing a book, of teaching, of filming of doing anything of launching a membership I think now's the time to think about that um I don't know and you and I are learning a lot of the same things because we're in this mastermind group together with these amazing inspiring women who all have big dreams of taking their business to the next level and you know just living their best lives while they're chasing their dreams and I don't know, there's this misconception that if you just work a lot harder, you'll make a lot more money. And that's not really the case. You know? Yeah, you just have to work smarter. (laughs) Smarter. Yep. And for me, I mean, I know on the outside, it's like, wow, Stacy's doing a heck of a lot. But I have a team of employees, first of all, who are helping me execute all these things. I'm not doing it alone. Okay, I want everyone to know that like I have a team of six people who make sure every all my crazy ideas can come to fruition. (laughs) So there's that. It's not all me. And also, you know, two years ago, I maybe even three years ago, I like burnt myself out with work, with hustling so hard, with yeah. trying so much that I even thought about closing my business entirely. It was it was so bad because I had just give I had believed this lie that if yeah. you just hustle, 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 mm-hmm. it will all pay off and your life will be better. I wasn't working smarter. I was working harder mm. and I had lost that creative spark that made my work special and good and I'd lost the joy. So um, that's whenever I decided to now the title of my book is called give yourself margin. But after I became really burnt out, I came home and I drew that phrase, give yourself margin. It's like a hand just uh, holding like a little inch in between the two fingers and it yeah. says, give yourself margin. And I decided to make that the phrase for my life for that year I'd never been like someone who picked a word for the year and like lived by it, but yeah. I did that year. And I finally started making space in my life to actually enjoy my life rather than yeah. <laughs> just work for the sake of hustling. And my creativity came alive in a way that it hadn't in a long time in all these areas of my life because I made space. Yeah. I made space. I reinserted myself in my own life. Like I had like pretty much given my life to everything else. Like my life was about work. My life was about my kids. My life was about 
obligations and very little in my life was about what I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be, just to know who I was as a creative and as a person. And anyway, I had lost touch with myself. So during the year of 2018, I gave myself margin to be myself. Good. And anyway, I don't know, that's kind of carried me through for the past couple of years. And here I am again. And I know I'm like, I'm feeling myself go back to that place a little bit of like, oh, Stacy, you're hustling, you're hustling and you're, 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 you're like spinning, you know, and, but then I've done all this work for the past couple of years to remember whenever I get to kind of that warning zone, like yeah. what I need to do. And that's why next week I'm, I'm resting and Good. that's why I'm delegating and I'm not going to let myself go back to that place of just like spinning out and hustling. I'm, I've learned so much. And so that's kind of where I'm at. And so if you're out there too, and you've been hustling like crazy just to keep up with things right now, don't forget to work in a little margin in your life to rest, to go on a walk around your neighborhood. If you are allowed to do that where you're at, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I've enjoyed this April weather more than I can say, because I'm usually too busy to enjoy spring, frankly. And I think that's been another little gift that I found throughout all of this. I've been outside a lot more and I don't know. There's just there there are little little happies all around you yeah, if you look for them. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for just letting me be long-winded and talk and talk and talk. Oh, it's I appreciate lovely to it. talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, I hope you stay healthy and thank you for having me. Awesome. The show notes for this episode are available at lanternpodcast.com. We welcome feedback about this episode or ideas for future podcasts. You can get in contact at feedback at lanternpodcast.com. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, I'd love it if you could leave a review on iTunes.